This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. Thanks for tuning in to the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. Martha and I want to welcome you to I Work For Him as we broadcast out of Alpharetta, Georgia today from the national headquarters for the National Christian Foundation. And wait till you hear the stories we're going to share today. We've got the CEO, Chris Holdorf. He's going to be sharing all kinds of phenomenal stories of how the Lord is moving in the kingdom and how National Christian Foundation is involved. But thanks for tuning in today. Just keep in mind that always on our website, iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. You can listen to any of our past podcasts. You can get connected to iTunes where every show we've ever done, including the first two, are out there. Brace and if, yourself. And if, if you ever really want a horrible moment in your life, <laughs> no. to just, uh, just listen to the first couple shows of I Work For Him. But please check us out on Facebook as well. I Work For Him. Martha, why should they check us out on Facebook? Well, because I just posted a picture of us so they can see us live on the air right now. Yeah, and we do Facebook Live, but it doesn't really work the way we do radio, so that, that we can't do it today. Well, we, we haven't really ventured there, but, but that's okay. But on Facebook, there's always 50. advertisements in, uh, of, of what's upcoming on the show and yes. links to the past shows. We, we also tag like our guests so that they can go to those Facebook pages and learn more about things like NCF that we're going to talk about today, um, past guests, things like that. So it's just a, a very interactive way for people to dig a little deeper and learn a little bit more. And we encourage them to um, you know, get our podcast that we do on a and weekly basis. We send them an email with your wonderful blog. And we, my wonderful blog. Yes. But what if it's one of the ones that's not so wonderful? Um, but we also encourage people to like our Facebook page. Well, of course. We'd love to have you like us. Please like we're us. Needy. We're needy. We're definitely <laughs> needy. All right. Like we said, we're on the road again today. Just north of Atlanta, Georgia, in Alpharetta, Georgia. That's right, Chris. We're north of Atlanta, right? That's right. Okay, good. <laughs> You've got and our we're geography. featuring the ministry of the National Christian Foundation, and we do have Chris Holdorf right in their incredible executive boardroom overlooking a beautiful forest. It is absolutely incredible. The rain has just cleared. The lightning is gone. We hope. It's great. Chris, you were on I Work For Him about six months ago. I thought it'd be great for us, as long as we're driving through town, I thought it'd be great to check back with you and see what's going on. How... I, this is, this is a big transition for you, it is. Uh, Chris Holdorf, as you have moved from vocational ministry to being the CEO of the National Christian Foundation. That was a big step. How does it feel seven months into the deal? Yeah, big, big step. By the way, I just want to say welcome. Welcome to the real South, by the way. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and uh, we've got to make sure we give you the right restaurants. I want to tell your audience how cool it is just to sit here and watch you two work together. Mm. And I just want to let you know that I was a former counselor. And so if it keeps going this way, I'll be glad to interject and intervene <laughs> at any moment. But, uh, if you'd only get in the car with that. us in Chattanooga when the road went. During traffic, we could have yeah, used Yeah, when 24 counselor. stopped and it was seven miles of backup and I thought I was going to have a cardiac arrest, yeah, then, then counseling might have been good. No, it's really a joy. You guys bring a lot of energy and uh, passion to mm. talking about the Lord and what he's doing. So it's a joy to be with you. The last seven months have been a journey. It's been an incredible journey, uh, a lot of learning, a lot of new faces, a lot of experiencing new people and new things. And yet uh, also it's been a bit of leaving something that you love. Mm-hmm. And so your listeners wouldn't know this, but having formerly been a pastor 
of a church, formerly been a CPA doing mergers and acquisitions, you know, kind of a strange background for ministry, but, but serving as a pastor of a body of people, of a flock of people, I see the pastor role as a shepherd. And so leaving that um, has been not a challenge, but has been really an emotional step, mm-hmm. knowing, though, that we are following the Lord's will, stepping into his plan Uh, of course, energizes it and being involved in something new is is pretty energizing as well. Well, and it's it's always exciting to get involved in stuff. But, you know, I know our tendency for Martha and I, when we get involved in something new, we will go all into it. And sometimes we neglect those things that are important to us. How have you done? Like, maybe we should just call your wife and get get her on the line. But how have you done keeping things in place, keeping your relationship with the Lord, number one, keeping your wife, your number one ministry and your number two priority, keeping your kids. Your kids are grown and gone and out of the house, right? They are. But they're still they're still part of your ministry before your job here. How have you done keeping things in place? You know, you're exactly right about pouring into something new. So when Mm -hmm. when I moved here to Atlanta, my wife was still back in our small town south of Atlanta with our home. I rented a little apartment here in Atlanta. No TV, no radio, (laughs) no anything. That's horrible. Exactly. I did have my iPhone. So um, it really fed to this this um, opportunity to just work, work, work. Mm -hmm. And so I'm up at six o'clock learning new things, coming home, uh, eating. you know, frozen dinners, and then working. And so a couple of months of that is still energizing, but realizing, wait a minute, this is really getting out of balance a bit. Mm -hmm. So I think the the answer to me is this, Jim, I think balance is the wrong term, actually. Oh, I agree. It has this idea, right, that, okay, there's a way to balance the Lord and your family and work and your church world. I think actually the right concept, for me at least, is a foundation. Am I really maintaining the foundation that everything is stacking up on? And the bottom line, if there's an answer different than this, I can't wait to hear it. For me, it is staying in the word. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds boring, but it's true. And staying in a prayerful way with my wife. There's something for me about Lynn and me praying together. I don't know. It's easy for her. It's not as easy for me, but it's absolutely critical for our relationship that we spend time in the word, but also spend time praying together. So, you know, and I would love for you to just kind of maybe hone in on that just a little bit, because Jim and I talk about that a lot on the air, but you know, it's nice for people to hear that we did not prompt you to say that no, at all, and, but, but it's 20. exciting. It's exciting for me to hear that because yeah. we see that in our marriage and it's one of those things that you can tell other people, but until they really experience it, you know, how do you really encourage them in that area so what what can you say to our listeners about that little token well let me just tell you be honest i i I think this is true generally i think men have a hard time praying with their wives now i know jim's an exception perhaps but there's other guys are exceptions Mm -hmm. so i I don't know why that's true i think it's something to do with just the intimacy Mm -hmm. but here's what i think happens there is an intimacy in praying together because you're vulnerable because you're praying we we try to pray for each other that means i've got to share with lynn what is of concern to me Mm. for her to be able to pray for me. So that creates this notion of vulnerability, but it's also an openness. And in fact, as much as we resist that, it is in fact what draws us together. And I think it creates really an intimacy with the Lord when you do that. So on a personal relationship, I I think for us, it is a challenge for me sometimes, but we're committed to it Mm -hmm. as a, from a professional standpoint, I had somebody that spoke to me before I joined NCF. 
This is a person that knows me very well. In fact, they spoke to the board of directors about me before they hired me. And so it's somebody that knows me. And he said this to me. He said, Chris, I know you very well. You're very capable. You're a smart guy. You're a quick study. But let me tell you this. The day you go to NCF without having been in God's word is the day you think you can do it without God. Mm. I'm telling you, that has rung in my mind. Now, I've done Mm. it. I've come without my quiet time. But I wake up, I almost every single day, I can hear Bob's words in my ear saying, spend the time with him. Because the reality is, for me to be good at this, I'm dependent on him. Mm -hmm. And there are people depending on me to be a good steward of this role of Mm -hmm. leadership. So, you know, I think you keep it in balance or you keep your foundation under you. It's being in his word and it's being face-to-face with the Lord. Well, and let's just talk really quick about what this is, the National Mm. Christian Foundation, because we've talked about it many times from my perspective and the impact it's made on us and other ministries that we've talked to. Talk about from your perspective. What is this? So National Christian Foundation, we have a mission that says we're here to mobilize resources by inspiring biblical generosity. Boy, that's a mouthful, Mm. isn't it? But so mobilizing. And so what we do, I think we do is we make generosity joyful. Somebody told me early, they said, why don't you say NCF makes giving easy? Well, the reason (laughs) we don't say that is because it's not. We do very (laughs) complex transactions for some people. Right. And yet for other people, we create a platform, a web-based platform that does make giving easy. Mm -hmm. I think the better way to see it is I think we bring joy to generosity. That is to say, we put people in a place where they can focus on the kingdom and not the mechanics. Mm. And I hope that's what we're doing for folks. That's great. How do you help support ministries? Right. So last year, I think we supported 20,000 ministries. Mm. We had, um, I can't remember at this point, how many givers, over 15,000 givers. So here's what's interesting. We sit at an intersection that's fascinating to me. On the one hand, thousands of uh, generous people who want to take, be stewards of what God has put in their hands. And on the other hand, the ministries that they have a passion for, and we sit at this intersection. And so how we serve people is we help them in some cases, in very complex cases of giving structures, Mm -hmm. giving things, everything from their business to buildings, to real estate, to yachts, all types of illiquid things that have value, as well as just uh, people that want to give regularly out of appreciated stocks or cash. So we provide a platform for that. It's almost like having, as you know, it's almost like having your own private foundation, except it's not. Right. Right. Way easier than having your own private foundation. Oh, exactly. We do all the hard work for that. And normal people could get involved in the National Christian Foundation it takes an extraordinary amount of wealth to manage a real foundation. It on does. Your, on our own. On your own. Because yeah. oh, yeah, we looked at it. We looked at doing one. Sure. And what you do is you spend all the time managing the foundation and not focusing on the ministry. Mm-hmm. So what I love about NCF is we give people the opportunity to focus on the kingdom, focus on the ministry, take away all the issues of timing. It's ready whenever it, God moves on their heart. They're ready to give, and we help to facilitate that. So it's a real combination, but I think what's been in, in amazing to me is to see this this unique intersection that we have a chance to be a part of. I was sharing a little bit ago before we went on the air, I had a chance to be in Charleston, South Carolina. Number one, a great city, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of great food, but there's great ministry going on as well. 
an organization called Water Mission. And I went to meet the founders of that, an engineer, his wife also now CEO of this. NCF came alongside of them when he was about to sell his engineering practice and allowed him to sell that in a way that fueled ministry. In turn, he created and founded, he and, and his wife, Water Mission. And their goal is to get safe water to people around the planet that don't have it. Here's what I didn't know. Almost 2 billion people don't have access to safe water. Almost 20, 2, billion. 2 billion people. Almost 2,400 people a day die as a result of not having access to safe water. Wow. Something we take so for granted. Oh, we, we were playing with our grandson this past weekend, and we let the water just run and run mm -hmm. and run out in the yard. And that meeting at Water Mission popped into my head as we're just letting water flow down wow. the street. But here's the cool thing. They take water in order to give life, physical life, to people. Mm -hmm. But water opens the door for them to introduce the living water of Jesus Christ to people that would otherwise never have an opportunity. And, and as I sat in their boardroom in Charleston, the founder said to me, Chris, when you go back to Atlanta and you meet with your staff and the team there at NCF, please tell them that they're a part of this, mm. that without NCF, we could never have done this. And the advice that we get from NCF and the, and the partnership that we get from NCF with donors from all over the country, but also just how you come alongside of us and help us to think about what we're doing strategically, you are part. So here's what he said to me. Make sure you tell the receptionist at NCF in Atlanta, Alpharetta, Georgia, that she's a part of water mission in Charleston, South Carolina, of water being brought to people in Kenya. I, I, just, I just sat back and was amazed at that. It's a privilege to be a part of what God is doing throughout the kingdom, uh, and we play our part of that. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting. Humbling as well. It is. I, I think for us, when I first started learning about Natural Christian Foundation from Bob Collins and his team, David Parsley down there in Tampa Bay, what I loved was, okay, I can put my giving in one place, and if there's an opportunity for me to, to get giving, and I'm not sure where I want to direct it yet, I put it in my Natural Christian Foundation giving fund, and when the Lord directs me, then I've got a place to do I now can use the online platform to say, okay, send a check here, send a check there. It is so easy to use, and, and really every Christ follower should have one of these accounts because it's so easy, and you don't have to have hundreds of thousands of dollars to set up your own giving fund. I mean, yeah. you could set, you could, this can start small. Oh, I'm, absolutely, I'm, it does. It, you can start anywhere. And here, I was with another lady who, who is a giver through National Christian Foundation, and she said this, you guys bring planning to my very unplanned, emotional, <laughs> God-directed practice of generosity. Hmm. I said, wait a minute. You're telling us, you're saying that we bring planning. She said, you allow me to be very spontaneous. Hmm. So in a very unplanned way, I have NCF who's already done all the planning by creating that platform right. so that she can just let, wait and listen to the Lord and not have to worry about the mechanics of charitable giving and Neat. so forth. Isn't that Neat. cool? One of the things that I love and I want our listeners to understand, and, and of course you can't explain all of it right now, but the fact that you guys have the knowledge to help people make the most out of their transactions. So if they're looking to sell a business or they're looking to you know change any of those assets in a way that can 
um, multiply or not give away. And I know you guys have a term for, you know, reducing the the taxable. Sure. In a legal way. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And that's why I don't want to say the wrong thing. But, you know, to maximize the money that you're able to give. So if you can if you can reduce in a legal way through strategy and knowledge the, the tax burden on on a transaction mm-hmm. for a believer for a follower of Christ what that does is increases the margin that gets to go to the kingdom right what's wrong with that mm-hmm. right and so um, we do NCF is gifted with some of the most creative and yet knowledgeable minds around the tax code around real estate around all types of assets but I think what's also interesting is this we provide a platform for everyday giver mm-hmm that you don't, you don't have to be a business owner. Right. While that is where we specialize and that's where a lot of historically the value added is coming. I see a future that actually really um, responds to the everyday giver and provides the technology and the feedback that allows believers at every stage of the spectrum to be able to be involved in thinking about where God is doing and working and then to invest in that. One of the things I think is in the future for NCF is because we do sit at this intersection of a lot of givers and a lot of ministries. We also possess a lot of data. Mm -hmm. I believe data can be used through technology to help people give smarter, to become a catalyst for big kingdom vision about what mm. people can join sure. together and solve kingdom issues and address kingdom issues. And I just think that, that NCF sits at that intersection and, and it's occurring to me more and more that that's not by chance, that God wants us to be a catalyst for big vision kingdom thinking. Well, and you guys are you guys are have significant influence over, like you said, 15,000 givers. Mm. And, and is that nationwide number? Is that your nationwide number? It is. Yeah. And but the number that's fifteen thousand givers and millions of dollars. Absolutely. So last year, Jim, here's what's amazing. So since 1982, almost eight billion dollars has flowed through National Christian Foundation into the kingdom. We are not a storehouse. We are a conduit. Right. Last year alone, over a billion dollars went out of NCF into the kingdom. Hmm. What's interesting, this is fascinating to me, this year through May of 2017, Mm -hmm. over a half a billion dollars has gone out. See, see, we measure what goes out because that's where that's where the action is. That's where the impact is. Sure. That's Mm -hmm. where the impact is. Now, here's the cool thing. We know to be able to have that flow out. We got to be bringing it in. We have to be engaging with people and helping provide the solution Mm -hmm. that allows them to bring it in last year, almost one and a half billion dollars came in. But this is the neat thing. One point one went out. Mm-hmm. Now that that to me reflects ministry. I don't want to be a banker. I don't want to be a storehouse. I want to see that we're part of kingdom work actually being done. So, so give us one of those examples of kingdom work being done and how NCF was involved in the middle. Yeah. So I had a chance to meet recently with a business owner. I'll give you two examples, I think. This individual has worked all of his life to create this business. It's part of who he is. But really, he has grown to a place of seeing that the business, 
the prophets aren't the Lord's, the business is the Lord's. He began to work to transferring ownership of that business to National Christian Foundation. And in the midst of that, he was approached to sell his company. So all of a sudden, the discussions with National Christian Foundation took on a whole new meaning because he sees that he has an opportunity to sell this business and and that the proceeds, not the profits, the proceeds of that would automatically go into National Christian Foundation as the owner of the business. Now, as a donor advised fund, he still retains the place of advising NCF where to invest that into the kingdom. What happened, Jim, is I began to see in discussions with him how his whole worldview went from running a business and building a business to now having a kingdom perspective of how God had used his ability over the last 20 years to build something that now would make a huge difference in the lives of people. Hmm. And we sit there and are blessed to be a part of that heart transformation. Um, we actually met somebody who would ask people and stay in, instead of saying, how's your job going? How is work? They would say, how is your ministry? Right. And that catches most people off guard because they don't think of it that way. But getting that paradigm shift in their head. And so I just want to encourage that to our listeners to think about how is your ministry? All right, so we're talking again today with Chris Holdorf. He's the CEO of the National Christian Foundation as we broadcast from their national headquarters in Alpharetta, Georgia. I wanted to just, you know, Chris, you've been in this position seven months. We got to meet three of your employees today as we're walking in here getting set up. We got to meet an IT guy. We got to meet your director of first impressions right there, the receptionist at the front desk. We got to meet your assistant. Uh, So talk to me about... How and they all said very nice things about you. Just well, so you know, nice to know. <laughs> and the IT guy had an incredible Mike. The IT guy had an incredible amount of personality, which you know I I know IT guys. That's my background. Talk to me about the you know you come in any organization. There's always room for improvement. There's always room for finesse kind of changes. What's been the biggest challenges that you've had to face here in the last seven months? Yeah. So one of the biggest surprises that I found is just the the giftedness of the people that work for NCF. Now, I say it's a surprise. Not really, except that the depth of giftedness, the depth of talent and knowledge, whether it's in IT or gift planning and so forth, is really deep. The other thing that I've been really blessed by is the spiritual depth of the staff that we have here. There is prayer every day. They pray for our givers. They pray for the ministries that are supported through Mm. National Christian Foundation. So there's really a wealth. And let me tell you this, Jim. I am here because of a legacy of 30-some years of people that have trusted in the Lord and walked by faith. And so when I look at change, change is not a reflection of the past. The, the fact that I bring a sense of change and strategy looking forward is not, a, is not an indictment on the past. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm even here is because of the incredible blessing of what has gone on ahead of me. But as you do come into an organization, it is an opportunity to see what is the future looking like and how can we perhaps change a bit to make sure that we're better stewards of that future. So we have identified things of sort of corporate restructuring. All of it is for this. How do we serve the giver better? How do we take into account the giver's passion and interest better? And how do we serve the ministries better? So we see an opportunity to tweak, 
organizational design. Again, to be sure that we're focused on our purpose. When I talk to business leaders, uh, and they sometimes struggle with this idea of business versus ministry, mm -hmm. I always go to what's your purpose? What is your mission? Right. And I want to, and, and, and you can talk about purpose and mission, but if you don't design for that, then it's a lot of talk. And so I want to be sure that NCF is organizationally designed in order for us to help execute the mission and the purpose of NCF. Well, mm -hmm. and, and really, you guys are facilitating ministry around the world. And you're teaching people how to get involved in ministry. And you're teaching people how to be strategic and intentional in funding ministry. And really, it's an educational process that, that the church never really got involved in creative financing. I mean, right. really, what you're doing is teaching people to take the assets that God's already entrusted them with and finesse them so that they produce the most outstanding return on investment. Yeah, and that's, but some of it is, is back to the basics of this, just understanding that God really is the owner. Now, we may sit here and say, yeah, but that's so basic. But you know what? So many Christians, so many followers of Christ <laughs> don't get it. And, it, and it hasn't sunk in. God is actually the owner. There's nothing that I can do right here to bring gifts into NCF except to be sure that we are executing in the best way possible at the end of the day he's the owner and and what I try to encourage business owners and believers is that he's the owner and what we are is a steward now again we sit here and that seems so common but when you understand that I'm a manager of what God has put in my hands it takes on a whole new realm I, I would just say one thing about that it takes the pressure off. It frees me up because every time I try to take God's seat, boy, I tell you what, that gets really uncomfortable. It does. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and when you talk about that kind of stewardship, it reminds me of the first time I had Bob Collins from Tampa Bay's National Christian Foundation office. First time I had him on the air. I mean, this is four plus years ago because he was a friend of mine. I brought him on within the first 13 weeks of the show. And he told me that in Tampa Bay alone, there was 200 to 300 billion with a B, billion dollars of frozen Christian assets in Tampa Bay. Yes. Now, Tampa Bay is a big area, four or five million people, but that's just Tampa Bay. And you talk about being a good steward. That's not good stewardship. That's We're right. talking about assets that are not impacting the kingdom. You guys are out there teaching people how to take their assets and put them to work for the kingdom. Yeah, and here's what's uh, phenomenal is this. The wealth transfer that is expected in the next 10 years, absent ministries like NCF and others channeling that into kingdom that is going to go into the hands of wealth advisors who are incented to keep that under their management right. they are incented to not let that go into kingdom work and so you think about the 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 billions now we're talking about trillions of dollars that can go into kingdom work and have an impact or sit as assets under management in the investment community and that's what really drives us so we start to think about legacy and we start to think about how do we talk to the first generation and the second generation for the third generation and actually and through the book that David has written he begins to talk about how do you think about the generation that you haven't yet met mm. so not only your grandchildren but perhaps the grandchildren that you haven't yet met 
and how do you build that legacy of kingdom purpose there? Yeah, that legacy of giving, the legacy of stewardship, that mindset of stewardship, and it's a discipleship thing. We as, you know, you mentioned your grandfather, Martha and I have grandchildren. It's that legacy teaching our kids and our grandkids, listen, it's not yours. That's right. It, it's not yours, so stop treating it like that. That's right. You well, know, and I that's know why we... I want to make sure, if you want to get a copy mm-hmm. of Giving It All Away and Getting It Back Again by David Green, call into the studio line. We still have a copy left, 877-943-9673. If you really want to understand a lot of the backstory behind Hobby Lobby and the family that is behind Hobby Lobby and now behind the... the um, Bible Museum, Muse- of, the Bible. Museum of the Bible mm-hmm. that's going to open the grand opening this fall in mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. This is, I mean, that's being funded by the Green family. I imagine a lot of that money is coming through National Christian Foundation. Going, I know you can't say, but I imagine that's where it is. Well, um, and one of the things along those same lines of this conversation is the fact that even though we can't get into a lot of that, is explaining to people the fact that this can be a family affair, that this isn't just mom and dad and their money and what they're doing privately, but allowing, you guys have a whole philosophy for allowing the family to be involved in that. It should be a family affair because you want to bring generations into the idea of what God's doing through this family. Mm -hmm. I found actually through reading this book, I had done very little with my own son, son son-in-law, about how we were going to create a notion of legacy. Of mm. course, they're believers. We know we sort of go to church. We know we're generous to a degree. But how are we going to really purposefully create this notion of generosity for generations? Mm. And so, yeah, you're right. This One of the things that we try to do is to bring the family together so that it's not just father and mother. And, and kids are kind of, oh, we're not so sure. They're not giving away our inheritance. Let them be a part of the energy that goes into planning where this wealth is going. How do you think that level of generosity would impact our country? Well, here's what I here's the way I would answer that. Recently, I asked some of our teammates to consider what would be the cumulative impact of the vision of the ministries that we serve. In other words, what would be the impact of the kingdom of God on earth? If every minister ministry that NCF serves saw their vision come to pass and the person mm-hmm. I asked froze, we were walking to a restaurant here in the Atlanta area. They just froze at the sidewalk and I turned back to them and I said, what, what's wrong? And he said, did you just ask me what would be the cumulative impact of the kingdom of God on earth? If every ministry served through NCF saw their vision fulfilled, and I said, yeah, that's my question. He said, Chris. That would be the kingdom of God on earth. Oh, wow. Is that not incredible? Later, I was in another office, one of our givers, and I I just posed that question. (laughs) What would be the kingdom of impact on earth if every ministry supported through NCF saw their vision fulfilled? And again, there was this frozen look. And they said, I think what would happen, Chris, would be the father would look to the son and say, bring him home. Mm. Mm. To answer your question. What is the impact? It's, it's the kingdom of God on earth. Mm-hmm. Through the collective sacrifice of followers of Christ and the ministries that are unselfishly reaching into the dark places of this world to see the gospel light shine on people. 
I think it's unimaginable. Well, and those dark, some of those dark places are the workplace, which is what, you know, and that workplace, no matter what that workplace would be, and helping people understand that those ministry places are far and wide. They're from ditch. We saw guys trimming the lawn on, on the highways today as we're driving this way. We saw people fixing the roads. I mean, it, no matter what their job is, their workplace is their ministry place. And those ministries that are being supported by National Christian Foundation, from the giving of all of your the people that have these giving funds, those ministries are discipling people in their workplace to understand that kind of Amen. stuff. All right, we're at the National Christian Foundation National Headquarters in Alpharetta, ncfgiving.com. Martha, you and I have been on the road for a couple of weeks. We've seen a lot of really cool stuff. we met a lot of really cool people. We're coming to the end of our, our road trip. A couple more days, we get to go home. For this time. For this time. Next <laughs> I know, time we're going to go out for a whole month. We're going to go out for the whole month. I am not time. making any promises. <laughs> All right, we're talking today with Chris Holdorf. He's the CEO of the National Christian Foundation. Chris, as we come to the end of the show today, really want to talk about two things. You got another really good story of, of a ministry that's been impacted by the giving through the National Christian Foundation and what's next, what's the next latest, greatest, biggest thing coming up for National Christian Foundation? Yeah, well, let me, let me join those two together. So I was just in a meeting this morning uh, concerning a group in the Philippines. And uh, the, the folks that were serving were praying desperately for the resources to continue to carry out the work that is going on in, through their ministry in the Philippines. Uh, they tell a story that in their time of prayer um, that funds arrived from this organization called National Christian Foundation. What is interesting to me is in a completely different conversation that I was having with a group, um, the discussion went to a person who was led by the Lord, they felt like, to give, and to uh, that person had a heart for the Philippines. And mm. so, completely independent stories. And this person shared how the Lord put on his mind out of his business, I work for him, mm. out of his business, he would fund a gift that would end up going to ministry support in the Philippines. It turns out these two were connected. And so I just sit there and I, I just marvel. Mm-hmm. Lord, it's not about NCF. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really about being part of the body of Christ. And when you say what is on the horizon, there's a lot on the horizon. If we look out at the technology opportunities, um, it's amazing what we can see can happen through being a catalyst, through using technology and analytics to pull the body of Christ together to solve huge, big issues for the glory of God. But I also can look and say, so we're the national Christian foundation, but the body of Christ is global. Right. And as you know, through your friend Bob Collins down in Tampa, there are efforts going on now to see if, if there can't be a platform that would be not only efficient in terms of funding ministry from one part of the world to another, but also effective. And the work that is going on and the thinking that is going on to take a global view of how we can resource. Look, here's the issue. God is not short on resources. He already owns everything. (laughs) And yet he leaves it to us to figure out how can we be effective as brothers and sisters in Christ across this planet to resource the work that he's involved in. I'm very excited about the opportunity, the possibility of seeing believers in Korea funding ministry work in India. 
believers in India funding ministry work in St. Paul, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to stop seeing the body of Christ in terms of geopolitical boundaries. Right. And yet we have to work through the laws and the intricacies of those boundaries in order to be effective for the kingdom. So there's a there's a horizon out there that is blue sky, in my view. <laughs> and I think the body of Christ in America, but around the world, I think the body of Christ is positioned to to really make an impact, especially in terms of Christendom that we know here in America. You know, it just makes me think of that um, image of God is weaving this amazing tapestry. And at NCF, you're getting to see a little bit of the backside of it, where you're seeing where this is connected to that and how God is working and and making that beautiful picture of ministry going across the world. Yeah. 30 seconds or less. Talk to the listeners out there that haven't set up a National Christian Foundation giving fund, donor advised fund. Tell those people why they should do it today. Well, first of all, you can simply go to Mm ncfgiving.com. If you want to make generosity joyful, if you want to take all the headache and concentrate really about, Lord, where do you want me, my family, to invest in kingdom work? You ought to go to ncfgiving.com and see if we can't help you make that dream come true i think we can i love that that's pretty mm-hmm. good and you hit your 30 seconds that's pretty good all <laughs> right well as we come to the end of another i work frame show thank you chris holdorf and the national christian foundation for hosting our show today it was awesome this has been a joy a lot of fun we'll have to do this again next time we're coming through alpharetta georgia sounds good all right so make sure you check out the national christian foundation online ncfgiving.com do as martha and i did we encourage you to go out there and set up your own donor advised fund your giving fund as i like to call it it just makes giving easy and as chris said joyful joyful. absolutely love that and also check us out online iworkforhim.com or on facebook i work for him find the latest and greatest and the links to the latest shows that we've been doing all over the country love for you to give us some feedback love to hear from you just email us right off the website you were listening to i work for him with your hosts jim and martha brangenberg we're christ followers our workplace it's our mission field but ultimately i I work work for him. him